Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Infinite Loop Podcast. My name is Jeff. I run uh, the updated YouTube channel over on the YouTube platform. Um, that is youtube.com slash updated. And um, today we have an interesting episode uh, just talking a lot about Apple's September event. Um, we have my uh, Tesla purchasing experience. I got the new Model S. Um, that was ordered quite some time ago, but I finally got it just uh, in, in July, late July. I'll talk about that a little bit. And then um, talking about MacBook Pros, because obviously at the September event, we didn't see MacBook Pros announced. So we'll talk about all of that in today's episode. But before we get started, just want to give a quick shout out, obviously, to the channel, youtube.com slash updated. You can go check out uh, product reviews, tech stuff there. I do a lot of like iOS content and, st and stuff like that. Um, and then also, if you want to get like merch from my store or anyone else's store, the shirts are really good. Uh, cottonbureau.com slash people slash updated is my store. But if you go to cottonbureau.com, check out anyone's designs. They're actually really cool uh, merchandise and uh, the shirts actually last you and they feel very comfortable. And now lastly, you can check me out on Twitter at Jeff Updated. Um, you can find me there for like random announcements and stuff like that. And um, yeah, that is that is my Twitter at Jeff Updated. Uh, but let's just dive in with our first subject for the day. And that is number one, Apple's September event. Now, Apple held their September event. Typically, this is where uh, we see uh, new iPhones, which we did see, and um, not really too much of anything else, but we actually did get quite a lot of new product releases within this, um, within this event. So Apple first started off with a new product um, that is the ninth generation iPad. Um, yes, that is just your run of the mill iPad. It's not like that special. It's kind of just a um, kind of like updated version of what we had several years ago. Um, so it's still that old design with Touch ID. Uh, you know, everything's very rounded. Um, and yeah, it's just not that great of an iPad except for the price. So the price is actually uh, the most desirable thing about this iPad. So it's great for kids, great for people who um, you know, are entry-level users and just want something a little bit on the cheaper end. Um, but I actually really like the upgrades that Apple made to um, the ninth generation iPad. So they put in the A13 Bionic chip, which I know is just a few years old here, but still a very fast chip. And um, with that A13 Bionic chip, they also added uh, a 12 megapixel ultra wide FaceTime camera. Now that 12 megapixel ultra wide FaceTime camera is actually a pretty big deal, uh, given it's not even on the newest iPhone 13 um, series phones. They actually added it to the ninth generation iPad, so I'm quite jealous. Um, but I've actually been using the 12 megapixel ultra wide uh, FaceTime camera on my iPad Pro, the latest iPad Pro that just came out, and it's amazing. I love just having that ultra wide angle camera, not only just for photos and video, um, but also that FaceTime experience where you can have um, the camera follow you around the room and actually center you. Um, that that function or that feature is called center stage. So essentially what it does is it uses AI to center you in the frame. That way you can walk around and it actually makes it seem like, um, you know, the camera is following you as you go throughout um, that FaceTime call. Now it also works with, I believe, uh, apps like Zoom and I thought it worked in Google Meet as well. Um, but yeah, 
that is actually a pretty big deal coming to the ninth generation iPad. Obviously, if you had the eighth generation iPad, it's not really worth an upgrade. You should probably get like the Air or maybe the next product we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, ninth generation iPad, really good value there. Um, solid upgrades, I, I guess, to uh, the the this generation of iPad or this series of iPad. Uh, so not too many complaints there, but uh, definitely not something I was really, I guess, looking forward to. Um, but then Apple kicked it off with another iPad uh, launch, and that was the iPad mini. And if you guys are wondering when we're going to see new iPads, expect kind of like this, I guess this development cycle now that we're seeing here. Uh, expect the iPad Pros, um, you know, at different times, maybe in the springtime, expect, um, you know, the minis and kind of like the more insignificant iPads uh, around this time, kind of taking, um, you know, the bottom step to, uh, you know, obviously the iPhones, the new iPhones and the Apple Watches. So, um, yeah, Apple announced the next generation iPad mini comes with the newest A15 Bionic chip with um, basically a revamped look here. It's getting that pro treatment that um, the iPad Air got and basically got everything that the iPod, iPad Air got. And um, I was actually very impressed by that. But iPad mini also got that 12 megapixel ultra wide FaceTime camera as well. So again, a really cool feature there coming to yet another iPad. And um, this whole pro look for the iPad mini is actually something I have really wanted to see with this specific model. Obviously you have uh, the more rounded edges. It's kind of like my more squarish like design, but the, the the edges are still rounded. Uh, USB-C is one of the biggest deals for the iPad mini that I've wanted to see for a very long time. And then obviously um, you can use the second generation Apple Pencil. Um, now with the ninth generation iPad, you still have to use the first generation Apple Pencil, which sticks out when you're trying to charge it and everything like that. So um, not too great of a um, use case, uh, not really use case, but not so great of a user experience with that ninth generation iPad still. But with the iPad mini, uh, you have that second generation Apple Pencil support. Uh, so it just kind of uh, clicks on to the side of the iPad there through that magnetic strip. And um, yeah, you get to enjoy everything that you, you have with that second generation Apple Pencil, which I personally use uh, quite a bit. Uh, so the iPad mini is actually one of the more um, curious, uh, curiosity kind of like... Um, catalyst, I guess, that I've had. I'm not really thinking of the right word, but it was one of the more interesting products for me at this September event, even over the iPhones, because I think a lot of people are going to be getting into the iPad mini. Um, it's like eight point some inches uh, display. I think it's 8.8. Um, and I just, I personally think it's going to be a big hit with a lot of users out there. And the price isn't bad either. So that was kind of like the rundown of the iPads that were released. Um, not too much going on, but with the iPad mini, I think that is one of the biggest product releases of this event. So um, definitely be on the lookout for that. I know I'm going to be receiving one um, any day now. I think it was supposed to be today um, for review. So I can't wait to get filming on that. And I can't wait to uh, you know test that out and see exactly how it can fit into uh, my personal experience and maybe yours as well. Um, but Apple then moved on to the Apple Watch Series 7. Probably, I have to say this is one of the most disappointing product releases I've ever seen. Um, and I say that 
because we saw so many quote unquote leaks of this new square like design, we were going to get so many new features like blood pressure, temperature, like body temperature, and it was going to be so much faster and everything like that. Basically what you get with the Apple Watch Series 7 is a larger screen to body ratio. So the screen's just slightly bigger. I believe it's a little bit brighter. Um, you have faster charging and more crack resistant screen. Now, if you take a look at what we were expecting versus what we got, huge disappointment. Um, that cannot be understated. The Apple Watch Series 7 to me is definitely not worth it. Um, you know, and this is coming from someone, I don't receive Apple Watches from Apple. That's the one product they have not sent me. Um, and I'm, I'm not planning on upgrading at all. Um, I went from the first generation Apple Watch to the fourth generation Apple Watch. Didn't get anything in between because I didn't feel like it was necessary. Um, and then the only reason I really got the fourth generation was because my first generation actually completely um, crapped out on me because uh, the screen came it, like delaminated and then went delaminated. The screen connection um, was actually severed because of me. So I wouldn't have ever upgraded to the Apple Watch Series 4 if it wasn't for that. Finally, I upgraded, upgraded to like the next few, which actually had some pretty uh, significant upgrades. And now it's back to essentially not receiving upgrades that are very useful. I thought we were really going to, in this like era of COVID, um, have body temperature and blood pressure. I thought we were going to get some sort of new features here, like new health-related features um, that we've never seen before. So that was quite disappointing. And then also, um, it's the same chip that was in the Apple Watch Series 6 um, that's in that, that Apple Watch Series 7. So it doesn't seem like functionality-wise, we're going to be seeing a whole lot more. And also, if you're looking for more of like the watchOS 8 features that we've been beta testing for quite some time now, they're not going to work any faster on this Series 7 uh, than the Series 6. So um, my advice would be save your money for next year when Apple hopefully develops this product a little bit more. And hopefully in the Series 8, we just see something a little bit more robust than what we're seeing here in the Series 7. But Apple then moved on to the iPhone 13 series. I, I personally was, um, you know, to be very honest, not looking for anything much. Um, the reason being is because if you look at iOS 15, which we've been beta testing for quite some time, it has been probably one of the more boring iOS updates that we've been beta testing. So um, iPhone 13 and 13 mini, here's what you get. The new A15 Bionic chip um, that comes with four GPU cores on the iPhone 13 and 13 mini. Um, diagonal cameras, so they just switched the orientation of the cameras, or not really orientation, but placement uh, to be more diagonal versus what they had before. And then uh, longer battery life. Those are your, your top features there, and um, that's pretty much it. Um, there is not much going on here. Yes, there is new colors. Um, you know, there's, there's, as far as like technology, there's not really too much going on. So I can't really speak to that. I know the cameras are a little bit better than what we had last year. So I definitely want to test that out, but obviously I'm not going to talk about it because 
you know, you actually have to test it. Um, but I think the, the big changes came in the 13 Pro and Pro Max. So A15 Bionic, just like the iPhone 13 and 13 mini, um, but the A15 Bionic on the Pro and Pro Max come with five GPU cores, which actually makes a huge difference. Uh, you have a way better camera system with better OIS sensor shift sensor shift technology. Um, so essentially your photos are going to um, be a lot better, especially at nighttime when you need um, kind of like a little bit more flexibility when it comes to movement because you have to stay really still but obviously you can't really stay that still so you need some help and apple uh kind of focused on that technology within the iphone and then also a big one is the 120 hertz promotion refresh rate so essentially what uh promotion is we have it on the current ipad pros um essentially what it does is it it's a variable um refresh rate so it can go up to 120 hertz, but when you don't need it to be at 120 hertz, um, it will automatically drop you back down to save on battery life. So essentially, there's no real like software toggle to be like, oh, I want 120 hertz all the time. It's actually just up to Apple's algorithm. So um, you know that experience is going to be based on what you are doing, how fast you're scrolling, and how fast you're going through content, everything like that. So um, you know, don't expect to see some like toggle of like, oh, 120 hertz. It's actually something that's built into uh, iOS, and you can't really change um, other than you know how you use your iPhone. Now, the camera system, I think, for the iPhone 13 Pro and Pro Max is something that I really am interested in uh, simply because last year they were so good and I didn't think they can get any better, but somehow it's going to. And what's really cool is here with video, we actually got new modes uh, for video shooting, and this is actually applicable to um, the 13 and 13 mini as well. You got a cinematic mode. So essentially what cinematic mode allows you to do is rack focus. And if you have uh, any knowledge of what goes on in kind of like cinematography when it comes to more detailed uh, shots, focus racking is actually very important. It just uh, kind of shifts the attention without having to move the camera and allows the user to shift the attention from one thing to another in a very smooth way. Now in Apple's shots, I wasn't really too impressed by this cinematic mode. I have to test it out for myself. It was a little bit jittery in my opinion. It almost looked like, yeah, that's autofocus. And when you think cinematic, you think no autofocus auto because still to this day, um, there are uh, cinematographers, cinematographers out there, I think like 90% of them still use manual focus on all of the big movies that you see out there. So um, it didn't really have the cinematic look simply because the rack focus didn't seem to be racking as smoothly as what I thought. Now, I'm definitely not expecting it to be like my RED camera with a manual uh, lens on it. I'm, I'm not expecting it to be like that. That is unrealistic. But it's like it racks to a certain point, then readjusts and autofocuses on what you want it to, to rack to. So I'm really going to test that quite a bit. I think that's one of the features I'm really going to be harsh on, I can already tell. Um, but once I get an iPhone 13 Pro Max in hand, I think I'm gonna really going to get uh, dive into that feature and see if it's actually as advertised. Like, is this actually going to make your photo or your videos uh, more cinematic? And then one other thing specific to the Pro and Pro Max phones is ProRes. So we had Dolby like Atmos 
um, Vision HDR uh, in the last iPhone uh, 12 Pro and Pro Max. That was very impressive to work in full HDR. Now we have that along with ProRes. Now ProRes isn't going to be available immediately. That's coming later this year. But the fact that we have the ability to shoot in ProRes on the iPhone, absolutely amazing. I think it's actually going to um, really help users like me expand on their content. Um, not so much to um, supplement like using a Canon R5 or a really nice RED camera or something like that. It's not going to take that place, but it is going to help when you need a quick shot and you need to do it well. And it can actually kind of fill in a little bit of the shots that you need to take in between using those really expensive cameras. And obviously the phone being waterproof and uh, pretty durable, you can do that with the iPhone. And in Apple's uh, kind of um, product shots and everything like that, um, it looked like something that can be used. So I'm actually really excited to see, um, you know, how that works. I'm really excited to take more video on the iPhone. I actually already took a lot of video using my 12 Pro Max because the video was just insane. Shooting at 4K 60 in HDR, it was a really good experience. And now with ProRes, I think it's going to be great. Now with ProRes, um, if you guys don't know, ProRes just allows you to change more data. It records more data, which means it allows you to change more data without losing um, any quality in your video. So ProRes is like um, the one of the best standards you can shoot in um, on any device out there. There is uh, professional cameras that shoot ProRes. So um, definitely do not take that lightly. I know that was basically it with the iPhone uh, 13 series. Those are all of the new features, but don't take ProRes, that 120 hertz, and a lot of the smaller upgrades that Apple has made to the 13 Pro and uh, 13 Pro Max um, camera system, don't take those lightly. Um, it wasn't what I was really, I guess I... <laughs> Half of me didn't expect anything because I knew in iOS 15, it was just kind of very lackluster, very boring. But half of me was like hoping that Apple would turn it around, but it, it's just not their year this year. They have too much going on. Um, why not save it till next year where they can do it big and do it right? That is what Apple is going to do 100% of the time. They're always going to do it the right way. They're never going to release kind of like this half-assed, uh, you know, um, product or feature, they want to do it right. So I think pairing iOS 15 with um, the newest iPhone lineup here, um, I think is going to work out pretty well. Uh, one thing to add is battery life has increased on uh, the 13, like all of the 13 series iPhones. So that's good. Um, I think that has more to do with the larger battery that they put in. Um, so yeah, it's not really... It's not really something that uh, is taking advantage of the chip or taking advantage of iOS 15. I think it just has to do with um, kind of like a bigger battery. Uh, between the two like different phones, the Pro and then the Not Pro, battery life is slightly better. I think the Max was like two hours between both devices or both series of phones. So um, yeah, I've never had a problem with battery life on the iPhone. I don't think you guys will. So to me, that wasn't that impressive, but it's one other thing that you can add to the list. Now, I've had a lot of people ask me if you have the 12 Pro Max or you have the 12 um, or 12 mini, should you upgrade? Absolutely not. There was a friend of mine that um, just asked me, he has an iPhone 10, should I upgrade to the iPhone 13 um, series phones? He wanted, he was looking at like 
believe the Pro Max, um, I was like, yeah, absolutely. If you have an older device, like let's say um, the iPhone uh, 11 or maybe the iPhone 10, and um, you know your technology is getting a little bit outdated, absolutely make that upgrade. I think it, I don't think you're going to have any issues or any regrets moving forward. But if you have the 12 series phone, there is absolutely no reason to upgrade. I personally bought my own phone last year. I got some from Apple to review, but I personally got my own because I like the blue and everything like that. Um, and they sent me like a gold. And right now I'm still using that blue phone and I, it's, 5.30 in the morning on uh, the day we're supposed to be pre-ordering. And I I don't care. I did not order a new one. I'm not wasting my money on, um, you know, getting, transferring to a new phone or upgrading to a new phone. Um, I have taken a pass on literally every um, everything that has been available to order. The iPads were available to order on the day Apple had their event. That was um, earlier this week. The Apple Watch, that is available this fall. Not a thought in my mind will make me order that Apple Watch. And as for the iPhone uh, 13, any of the iPhone 13 phones um, or devices, it's currently the 17th when we're supposed to be ordering those, and I believe it comes in on the 24th for those orders placed today. Absolutely no care in the world as to uh, ordering one or I'm not too worried about getting one. I know I should be getting one for review, but past that, I'm not going to waste my money. Uh, so definitely don't waste yours if you're on the iPhone 12 series devices. Now, the last thing that I wanted to talk about that uh, not really came from that event, but um, it's a part of that event, that's iOS 15 and iPadOS 15 and tvOS and all that. Um, that is all coming September 20th. So definitely be on the lookout. That's this coming Monday. I'll have my own content on iOS 15 and iPadOS 15. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that. But there is a lot of software dropping on the 20th of September, which is a Monday. So uh, definitely be prepared for that. iOS 15 and iPadOS 15, great updates there. Um, they don't bring a lot of really those like wow new features, but they do bring a lot of features that I think are going to be very handy. And as I highlighted in one of my videos, um, they... Uh, features that you're actually going to use for a very long time. I use the new focus feature quite a bit. So um, yeah, be on the lookout for iOS 15 coming very soon here in the next couple days. But yeah, that was um, that was the first subject I wanted to talk about. That was the um, Apple September event. Very boring event. I actually fell asleep when they got to the Apple Watch Series 7. I kid you not. Um, but hopefully the, the iPhone 13 series phones and maybe that iPad mini or something that uh, kind of saves the day there. Once I get those in the hand, I'll do a review on them, and hopefully those will change my mind about that event being a complete waste of time. Um, but anyways, guys, let's move on to something else I wanted to talk about. Um, it's my experience buying a Tesla Model S. I had a Model S from 2018 before. Um, I did a video on it, it's on my YouTube channel, but I wanted to upgrade and I did it quickly, like five minutes after their event in January where they announced a kind of refresh Model S with a totally new interior design and slight changes on the outside. I was like, I need that car because my old car is going to be a fossil. Um, they totally changed the interior. So it's all modern now. The old one, not so modern, is kind of getting old and even growing on me before they announced this. I was like, this is 
this this design is kind of old. They're they're probably going to bring something new here in the next couple um, years. And sure enough, they did. So I got that car, ordered it five minutes after the announcement, um, and just got it on July 24th. Up until that experience, it was so bad. Um, Tesla customer service, I think, I think has the worst customer service I've personally ever dealt with. I don't know what is wrong with them. That you're, it's not like I'm spending a minuscule amount of money. That car was um, over a hundred thousand dollars, and they treat you so bad. But am I going to buy more Teslas? Yes. Uh, the reason being. No one else makes a car like them. They have the best car out there. But I would say that I am never going to buy a new car from Tesla ever again. The reason being is I've had so many issues with this current car, um, I just don't wanna do it. And when I say new, I mean like the first couple of (laughs) cars off the line. I literally uh, got probably like the first thousand cars off the line, I got one of them. And um, it, it just wasn't that great of an experience. I had panel gap issues on the top, so I couldn't install a roof rack. I had um, issues uh, with electronics. I actually had a short. So from uh, the 24th of July to August, I believe 28th, I was driving around with a, according to Tesla, unsafe vehicle because the short actually disabled all of the safety features of my car. So. Um, regenerative braking, uh, like the uh, emergency stop, um, lane departure assist, autopilot, um, like all the safety features regarding like traction control and stability control, all were disabled for over a month. And they actually knew that that these things were like faulty. They knew something was bad when they sold it to me. So um, we're still hashing that out. That was a huge mess. And it just took all of the joy of the experience of getting a new car completely out of it. And I was just very disappointed. And as far as like customer service from the service center, great. They've been absolutely amazing. But from corporate level, like sales and, um, you know, just kind of uh, the delivery people, um, it it wasn't a great experience. So my recommendation now that I've been through it don't get a brand new car from Tesla when it's pretty much like some of the first off the line. Wait a little bit until their production uh, lines are fixed. Wait a little bit until uh, the issues are fixed and they actually have parts to fix your car because I I was waiting for a month because they didn't have parts. So um, just wait until kind of they're up and running. They, They have a better feel for this new vehicle and I think that's the way to go. Getting a new car right off the lot, yeah. Um, You know, getting it right off the lot when it's like one of the very first off the lot, yeah, it's great. But like, yeah, you have you could like post on social media, which I even haven't done. But you can go ahead and do that, be all cool. But your car likely is going to have a lot of issues that you just have to go waste time at a service center and get fixed. So um, this is definitely first world problems, but in the world of tech and the world of people buying things and expecting to get their money's worth. um, You know, I always recommend Teslas to people. And if you guys are looking at a Tesla, definitely wait until at least a couple months after deliveries are being made for that new vehicle. 
Now, this is a special circumstance. If you want to go get a Model S right now, I think you're going to be waiting until like next February for yours um, because of the chip shortage. But um, yeah, wait a, wait a little while um, for, for that pre-order. Um, but don't wait too late because, you know, Tesla with new cars, they're kind of a mess. And the experience has not been that great for me personally. So um, I hope the experience was better for other people out there. I know um, actually two other people, they got brand new Model S's. They've had uh, semi-decent experiences, but still issues there. So um, yeah, hopefully hopefully there's not too many people out there having crappy experiences. But I will have a, a video on that car um, coming very soon. I was in the middle of filming. I took a road trip and um, there's now a safety some sort of like my seatbelt sensor is gone wrong and then also the tire pressure monitor um, uh, system on my back left tire gone so two other electrical issues pop up after solving the one that i had for a month so again just <laughs> those are those are just two issues i was right in the middle of filming and had to cut it because i had to go on a road trip and i was just uh, kind of road tripping with those things always on my screen. It was really annoying. Uh, so yeah, I have 3,500 miles on that car already. And I've only had it like a month and a half and, um, really great car. I'm not going to say too much on uh, my experience there. I think my experience has been kind of uh, covered by, um, just the issues I've been having, but as far as like when it works miles above what I had before, and I did not have a shitty car before. It was a Model S um, 100D, and right now I have the long range, long range version of the refresh. It is really fast, like really fast, like faster than my previous car by a lot. And then also, um, you know, you have the new yoke design, which I'll talk about in my video. That's really cool. And then the new computer, really, really fast compared to what I had before and just a lot of new things that I think uh, definitely needed to be added. So I'll have a video on that. Stay tuned on the channel. I'll, I actually have several pieces of content for it. It's just I got to get these errors off the screen before posting a video about it. I know I'm going to get comments. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, we'll move on to the last thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, that was the MacBook Pro. I like for months now, I think it's been actually a year that we've been talking about the MacBook Pro, the next generation of MacBook Pro, that being the 15 or 16 inch model, the larger model. It's actually the model that I have. I have a 2018 15 inch MacBook Pro. Um, I'm, a, I'm a video creator, if you didn't know that. Um, obviously, I have a YouTube channel. So um, having a MacBook Pro is pretty standard for people like me. I actually run most of my stuff off a Mac Pro um, with a lot of GPUs because I use a uh, 8K RED camera. So that requires a lot of video processing, especially when you're editing. Um, it's not so much like rendering, it's really just like editing. It, it's really slow editing. It's a really slow editing experience if you don't have good GPUs. So uh, I mainly use it for that. But having, um, I tested when the 13 inch MacBook Pro came out with that M1 chip, I tested 8K raw footage on, you know, rendering and then also editing. It was so smooth. So I, I was really hoping to get a 15 inch variant of that or 16 inch. Um, and essentially the difference between 15 and 16, it's, it's not that different. 16 inch would just be the 15 inch base with uh, less bezels around the screen. And then 15 inch would be 
basically what we have now just in a M1, M2, or M1X variant. Have no clue what they're going to do. I think it's way too long for Apple to release the M1 in this model now. It's just it, the M1 has been out for so long. I mean, for goodness sakes, it's in in iPad Pro now. <laughs> so I don't I don't think Apple can just be like, hey, here's an M1 MacBook Pro and just call it a day. Uh, they might do that, but I don't think they will. I think we're going to be looking at a MacBook Pro, like a larger MacBook Pro, a complete redesign. Um, hopefully, bringing back. SD card slots, fingers crossed for that. And then uh, coming with an M2 or M1X processor. Don't know what it's gonna be called yet, but um, I believe those are the two options that we're going to be selecting from um, in the next generation of M processors from Apple. So as far as Apple Silicon goes, it's been going really great. Um, I've used the 13 inch MacBook Pro before. Um, that was a perfect experience for me. It was so smooth. Um, it never heated up, a notorious problem for MacBooks, by the way, um, just heat issues. No heat issues with the M1 chip. Um, I had a fantastic experience with that M1 MacBook Pro. The only problem was it was too small. I like a bigger MacBook Pro. I like more screen real estate. I, I like more uh, real estate to um, lay, the, lay the MacBook on my lap and have more room for my hands because I have kind of like sort of long fingers. So... Um, yeah, I just really wanted that experience, that processing and hardware experience on a larger MacBook Pro, and hopefully we're going to be seeing those later in November. Now, everyone was expecting to see them in September. I have zero clue why. All the leaker uh, channels out there were hyping it up and giving people false hope. No, it's never going to come in September. They're not going to release something that's going to possibly overshadow um, the iPhone, like the newest iPhone. It's always going to be at some other time. So I'm expecting there to be some sort of November event and for us to be having MacBook Pros, the bigger MacBook Pros, in our hands very, very soon. So stay tuned for more news on that. Um, but the MacBook Pros, they're coming. And given it's taken this long for Apple to release something like that, I suspect they're going through major changes and trying to make several things work that they've, they've, I, I'm not going to say never done before because we used to have all this stuff with the old MacBook Pros, but something that they want to go back to and really do right. So I believe SD card slots are going to be back. Obviously, we're going to have Thunderbolt 4 technology. Um, we're going to have the next generation of the M chip, Apple Silicon, and um, who knows what's next. I believe there's going to be smaller bezels. I hope that there's an upgrade to that FaceTime camera. Hopefully we'll get the 12 megapixel ultra wide FaceTime camera that we got on um, literally a ninth generation iPad that's like 200 and some bucks. Um, hopefully we get that on there because that I know needs a serious upgrade on the MacBooks. And maybe there's some other things involved as well. But um, we definitely need a larger MacBook Pro. I know a lot of creators out there are desperate for something like that. Um, but yeah, don't give your hopes up. We should be seeing that soon. And um, I, I don't think you're going to be disappointed like you maybe were with the iPhone, the Apple Watch, or maybe even the iPads that we saw that, at the September event. So guys, uh, that's all I wanted to discuss today. But... Next week, um, the week of the release of everything, the iPads, the iPhones, I will have so much content on all of that stuff. So definitely go head over to the channel, youtube.com slash updated. Check out what videos I have uh, you know, to share with you guys. 
but also go to other creators as well. Get multiple opinions on these devices before purchasing them or developing an opinion of, of your own. I do always encourage people to watch other people's well. There might be other opinions out there that might be just as valuable as mine. So definitely um, check out other creators as well, but please take a look at my content. Typically I have very good things to say um, as far as uh, you know unbiased opinions um, when it comes to products. So um, hopefully we can get out some really good content for you guys next week. I know I will have um, an iPad uh, mini and iPad 9th generation in hand pretty soon. So hopefully we can um, get kind of a better idea as far as how that iPad mini can integrate better into like my personal workflow or yours. Um, because obviously that's a very niche product line. Um, as far as like the Apple Watch Series 7, that's coming later this fall. I'm not getting it um, unless Apple sends it to me. So don't expect anything from from me for an Apple Watch Series 7. But um, as for the other products, the iPhone 13 series stuff, I'll have stuff on all of that. So guys, thank you for listening today um, on my kind of rant about the September event, the rant on Tesla, and then also kind of like a little bit of insight on the new MacBook Pro hopefully coming very soon. Um, if you want to check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash updated. If you want to check out merch, uh, you can check that out at the Cotton Bureau. That's www.cottonbureau.com slash people slash updated. And as I said before, check out other people uh, and their merchandise. They have really cool designs on there. The shirts are really high quality. And um, I actually think that's probably the only shirts that I wear these days because I wear my own stuff and then I wear other people's stuff. It's just a really great place to buy um, good quality product. So anyways, guys, thank you all for watching um, or listening uh, to this podcast of the Infinite Loop podcast. I hope to see you next week where I actually have a lot more insight into the products, hands-on insight onto all of the products we talked about from the September event and a few other topics as well. But anyways, guys, hope to catch you in a YouTube video or the next podcast episode. In the meantime, I hope you all have an awesome day, an awesome weekend, and an awesome week ahead.